Please enjoy this sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode. So, Shui, the Gabba test is in the books and, well, it was some great head followed by a good root. And that was after... Ah, from the title! <laughs> and that's after Camo took a five fuck oh, in his captaincy it. debut. <laughs> Not to mention oh. the started Penis McGee. <laughs> Oh, well, oh, Travis Head saying the C word in the stunt like. Yes, well. We'll I, get there. Where do we start? I, I mean, no broader Anderson. Maybe that's where we start before the, a ball was bowled. Well, we'll start off with the result. Well, yes. Okay. Congratulations to Australia. Weird, weird up and down. Australia game. 425 and 1 for 20, defeat England 147 and 197. Yes, Pretty yes. damn comfortable. Yes, it was. It was. It was looking like there might have been a bit of a fight back, but then Nathan Lyon took his 400th wicket and it all turned to shit for the Poms. They collapsed in spectacular fashion. It's well, got to be Spectacular if you're Australian anyway. Well, yes. But yes, you're right. We should probably talk about the very late withdrawal of Stuart Broad. We obviously knew that Anderson wasn't going to play, but Broad, that is, Jesus, a misstep. Well, considering he's basically owned Davey Warner for years. Yeah, he's David Warner's dad. Basically. Yeah, basically. He basically is. So even though, okay, maybe he's not an ideal Gabba bowler, but should have played one out of the two, surely. Absolutely. You yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Probably a good toss to lose, though, as it turned out. Yeah. Yep. Bit of weather around and... Yep. The, well, because the old adage always is... Bat. You're bad. Yeah. You win the toss, you think about it, you're bad. Yeah. And who knows? Would have potentially been a very, very different story. And obviously the first ball of the series... Starkey, very, very vicious in-swinger, takes out leg stump from Rory Burns. Rory Burns did not have a good match. No. He was all over the place, though, with his footwork, though, I thought. And by the way, Warney, yes, it did swing. When, when is he ever not well, all okay, over yeah. the place yeah, with this? Okay. Yeah. His, honestly, I find Rory Burns to be one of, and I know that it's Britch saying this because we have Steve Smith, but I find him one of the most awkward-looking batsmen to, to watch. He looks like he doesn't know where the ball's coming from. He does that little weird hitch with his face. He's no Babarazam. It's it's just a thing of ugly. And that that just continued, didn't it? Because they were like, what, four or five for very little. Four for 30 on it. Yeah, yeah, very little. And it just, it did. It just seemed like it was one after another, edge gone, edge gone, just over and over again. So just a a really poor batting performance in that first dig. And by the way, I do have a stat here. It was the first time ever that the first ball has yielded a wicket in an Ashes since 1936. Mm. So good little record there for Starkey. Well, it is just the fourth time a wicket's fallen off the first ball of an Ashes test. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Wow, 36. That was yeah. a long, long, a time, long ago. time ago. A long time ago. So, I mean, I guess we could sit here and outline everything that happened in the match, but I think it's probably best to look at it and say, right, what are the positives? What are the negatives for each of the teams? And obviously for Australia, there's quite a few positives, but there's probably... Well, Michael Clark was ready to give the ashes to the Aussies after day one. The whole series. It's so funny, the hype and overreaction. And and even in the com box, I heard on the ABC Grandstand coverage, they were like, oh, this won't go to a day four. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, there's a decent chance. And okay, it didn't last much into day four but still England are not chopped liver okay this isn't their best team ever but it's also not Namibia like you know shout out to David Weiser by the way (laughs) so look as I said a lot of positives for the Australians we can probably pick four I think that are probably the main ones obviously we've got to start with the blatantly obvious one Travis Head. Yes, magnificent. I know a lot of people who didn't think he should have played. Oh, look, I... I, (laughs) I'm looking at you, Nathan. No, I I was... Well, didn't you want Kawaja over him too? 
Or no, I wanted Kawaja over Harris. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I had Kawaja. Absolutely. Yep. What a knock though. Oh, yeah. I mean, 152 off 148. This game was kind of not so much in the balance, but at that point where Head came in, there were a couple of wickets that had dropped. Cameron, oh, yes. Smitty was out pretty cheap. Cam- yeah. Cameron Green. Cameron out Green first, was out. Oh, first ball leaving. Watching one. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden you look at it, you think if they can get Travis Head for oh, yeah. 10, 15. Yeah. Game on. It's very much game on. Yeah. Yeah. And he had that ton in what? 85 odd balls I think 85 balls exactly yeah and it was like one of the like uh, I want to say the third third fastest joint ever or ashes ashes. incredible incredible well it's even more incredible when you consider he was six off 18 at one stage yes I know so to put the foot down in that situation and if you look at his wagon wheel as well he's a left-hander so you obviously you know he's going to be strong leg side that's just as a left-hander that's what we do but he had every part of that wheel lit up I remember seeing that actually on on quick info when I was at work yeah I was very balanced scoring on the wagon so surprised scoring everywhere scoring in different fashions well and truly some credits in the bank for him after that one by the way Manus had a very good knock too 74 I think it was about 74 yeah those two blokes have played some red ball cricket lately. Mm. Is it any surprise that two of the best players in the match actually had a bit of preparation? Because so many players had poor preparation, either playing in the World T20, there was really bad weather in Brizzy, so they didn't get to practice much. I don't think there's any surprise that the guys with some shield prep played well. Did pretty well. Yeah. Now, second positive, Cam Green. I know, golden dark, yeah, yeah, whatever. Nobody bowled well. For a guy without a single test wicket, to take the biggest wicket of the match for Australia getting Joe Root in that second innings after he and Dawid Milan had... Oh, put on a very good... ...really started wrestling some momentum. Oh, yeah, big partnership. Green was also the most economical bowler for Australia in both digs. And on top of that, his fielding in the cover region is an absolute thing. He's a great fielder. He can play in the slips. He is a very, very good fielder. It seems that Cummins might actually trust him a little bit more with the ball than Payne did. Because Payne didn't throw him the ball much. Yeah, he does. And then that becomes a concern. If they overbowl him, does that start impacting his batting? But Oh, well, he's an all-rounder. He's there to do a bit of both. So it's good to see him get some overs and good to see him pick up wickets. Yep. Yep. I thought he was magnificent, even with... Obviously, one of the worst leaves you could probably Oh, look, you, these things happen, you know. You wish you had that one back. You can have a brain fade in one ball. But it set the and scene. Look, it wasn't the worst delivery of all time either. Like It was a great delivery. Yeah, but, so, you know. But it set the scene for Travis Head, so. Well, exactly. Perfect. Great, yeah. great team player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Pat Cummins. He's another huge positive. How well did he bowl in his first match as captain? Oh, he's he's number one test-ranked bowler for a reason, let's face it. So seven wickets for the match, used his resources really well, kept guys up at all times, even when, you know, potentially you start getting really frustrated. Oh, God, Root and Motlan, they're putting on this huge partnership. Just got to be patient. And he stuck to his plans. He he kept the bowlers rotating, eventually found the edge, and obviously off we go from there. Absolutely. And look at that, one and a half wins away from retaining the Ashes already. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I do want to also finish with Alex Carey. A little bit disappointing in the batting side of things, but brilliant match behind the stumps. Tied the record for most dismissals on debut with eight. Rock solid. Already feels like an improvement from Tim Payne. The other positive is that couple that got married. Did you see that? Or got engaged, I should say, not married. (laughs) There's still time. (laughs) But uh, she sobers up. (laughs) (laughs) The Aussie lass and the English bloke, a bit of Romeo and Juliet going on there. Yeah, Yeah. that was nice to see. And then sculling the uh, the beer. Yeah, of (laughs) course. That was brilliant. Yeah, so, you know, great head, good route, and then a proposal. Now, we've got to talk about the negatives. A couple of negatives. The negatives, well, injuries. Injury. And it was weird. So there's a lot of foxing going on too. So Hazelwood, 
they're like, oh, yeah, nah, we're just not bowling him. We're just resting him. Like, yeah, uh, not playing in the next test. Cough, bullshit. Yes, cough. exactly. Yes. So that was clearly wrong. So I guess the obvious question then with Hazelwood not playing, Jai Richardson or Michael Neeser? I'll be happy with either, to be honest. I mean, Richardson has a little bit of experience at test level. I think there's a lot of talk that Neza is a more like-for-like replacement the way that he moves the ball. Yes, yeah. I think it was disappointing that Richardson didn't get a bowl in the tour match because he was 12th man. So he didn't get... I would have have played an expert fielder as the 12th man and then had those blokes bowling so you could get a look at him. I'm going to make a case for Jai Richardson. Michael Neza was born in South Africa. (laughs) That's it. That's the entire case. (laughs) Uh, yes, given we throw stones at England. Yes, exactly. Of, yes, <laughs> we to explain. Want, we don't want to put... We a, don't have anything against South Africans. We don't want to build a glass house. Yes, yes. No, look, it's... Uh, I think either option is great. Nisa has been superb for probably the last five or six years, probably deserves more than anyone at Oh, yeah, these blokes that toil in the shield for years and years, they do deserve a call-up. They do. And Pattinson, of course, retired recently, yeah. so he might have been front of the line otherwise. Now, the other negative for Australia is the continuing struggles of the opening partnership. Harris is in big trouble. It looks that way. And look, we won't know what he would have done in the second innings. But if you look at this, Australia's last 12 innings against England have not seen an opening partnership above 18. Yeah, that's poor. At an average of 9.25. Well, he's got the lowest average of any player ever to have batted in at least 20 innings or something. Opening. That's not good. So I had time for him last week and I do still have time for him, but... You can only, uh, maybe one more match. I think he'll maybe retain his spot because Warner might not play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That works in his favour, yeah. But then yeah. Who, who comes in to replace him? Kawaja? I think so. Who is probably under even more pressure. Yeah, yeah. I just The other name that's being thrown around is Bryce Street. He had a, a really, really solid match against the Lions the other day. So runs on the board could potentially. Yeah. I mean, Kawaja yep. had a couple of very subpar innings in that. I think he was out for under 10 in both innings. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So there is a possibility that Street could be a bolter and make his, uh, his debut. Who knows? Now, there's some positives to take out of this for England. I know a lot of people would look at it and go, hmm, how can you take a positive out of that match? We've already mentioned the first one, Anderson and Broad. Huge, huge inclusions. Oh, yeah, of course. You're talking about third all-time on the wickets list in Anderson, sixth all-time in Broad. He's nearly 100 wickets ahead of the next best active bowler, which is Ravi Ashman. I mean, what a boost to have two legitimate wicket-taking strike bowlers for a side that really was probably lucky to hold Australia to 425. Brody will be disappointed that Warner's not playing. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. But this made even less sense when you saw that both of them were bowling at full tilt in the nets at the Gabba. Yeah. I, I just, I don't understand. I could understand resting one, but leaving them both out was always a bit curious. Mm. And look, Ollie Robinson was okay, but then he got a bit injured too. So, yeah. Well, this is it. Another positive, Joe Root and David Milan. We've already talked about the partnership. Milan seems to like Australia. He does. Yeah. Had a great knock here in Perth one year. So, yeah, look, they threatened, as we said, to drag England back into it. Everything that England did wrong in the first innings, playing at balls they didn't need to, Root and Milan did the exact opposite in the second until such time they got out. Yes. Well. They were patient. They waited. They took the bad balls and they put them away. It's it's simple, mature test batting that players like Rory Burns and to a lesser extent, I guess, Hasib Hamid, who was okay for 25 in both of his innings, but still needs a little bit more patience. So there's, there's guys that can probably watch what these guys did and kind of learn a little bit. And I've got one more positive for England. It's only one game. Yes. I know it's a, a very cliche thing to say. Everyone remembers Australia holding India to 36 in an innings last summer and everyone laughing that that series was over. 
How did that one end up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not sure that this is like for like as far as teams oh, are concerned. Not, it's not. But they'll, they'll have hope. And and the fact that Root and Milan dug in a little bit gives them a bit of hope too. So there are a few things. There's some pretty big negatives too. You want to move on to them? Absolutely. Where do you start? Rory Burns or Jack Leach? <laughs> they're, they're both problematic. I think Leach is probably the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. So one for 102, economy rate of 7.84. He's been labelled as unselectable. That is, oh, that is a harsh word. Well, I'll tell you what, if if you're dropping your spinner after one test, they already have major problems with overrates. You've got to play four quicks. We'll have to talk about that in a sec too. Well, this is the thing though. Like he's a shithouse with the ball as Daniel Vittori, but at least Vittori averaged 30 with the bat. <laughs> so you can throw him into a test, hope that someone will play around the fifth over pitch straight ball of an over and get bowled. <laughs> But at, uh, least, but at least Vittori... The Vittori trope. But Vittori will score runs. <laughs> Whereas if you take the 92 out that he made against Ireland, Jack Leach averages 9.6 with the bat, which is... And it was Ireland. By no means Chris Martin, but it's not Brian Lara either. He just gives England nothing. So I just... I don't know that you can pick him. I think Joe Root needs to become the frontline spin bowler. Well, is Moen Ali in the touring squad? He could roll the arm over. I think he's retired. Yeah, he? I think you're right, actually. I think he has retired from... So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, trouble. And then, yeah, as you say, Rory Burns is certainly the other big issue. Oh, he dropped a few catches. It was the first time ever he didn't face the first ball in the second innings because he was... So they're in his head. Yep. He spooked. Like, first time ever mm. is my understanding. So some some partnerships will alternate. I'm trying to think. I think Langer and Hados used to they, alternate they, a little. They would, yeah. Some partnerships will stick. One will face always. One will be in the non-striker always. He always faces... That is a big psychological win to the Aussies. Big. Yeah, that uh, that king pair certainly is enough to spook a lot of people. Yeah, well. I think he just wanted to have a couple of siders before, yeah, before he sort of got in. It's but, interesting. But, uh, yeah, you also mentioned Ben Stokes. I mean, how easy that could have been a whole different story. Well, so there were two issues with Stokes. He went there. There's the injury that, that happened when he was chasing an outfield ball. But apparently he bowled 14 no balls that were uncalled. And the only reason they did pip him it's because he happened to pick, seemingly pick up the wicket of Davey Warner, but on replay, it turned out he was overstepping. He does that a lot, though. He does that a lot. And there was a lot of talk in the previous Asher series that there were a ton of no balls that weren't being called. Well, all four deliveries in that over prior to the seeming dismissal were oversteps. Mm. So how much of this is on the umpires? Okay, if the technology's not there... It was something the umpires used to do on field. They are capable of looking at a bloke's front foot. Just have the third umpire call it. But like how how much of it's Stokesy's fault and how much of it is the umpire's fault? Because if you're not getting called for them, you might think you're delivering them legally. Do you know what I mean? So you're getting this false sense of mm. security. I mean, I'm not, I certainly wouldn't put it all on the umpire, but they have to take a little bit of response. You've got to call them. That's 15 extra yeah. runs. Oh, look, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the third umpire does three-fifths of bugger all all day. Yeah. So why not have them checking that front foot every time? So it just makes sense. Yep. And then I guess the other thing is playing for free. What a negative for England playing for free. They go out and get that absolute asses handed to them. And then they get told that they're not getting paid for it because, well, they maintained a slow over rate, which you just mentioned before. Well, there was one day where they were, what, 14 odd overs behind? Hmm. I mean, that's that's over an hour's play. People are paying good money to see these matches. But that makes the like, whole Jack Leach thing even worse. Oh, big time. Big time. Because big if, time. if you have to leave him out, then 
as you said, it's how do you race through overs? It's more yeah, overs yeah. for the the seamers. They might have to find a part timer, maybe someone. Joe Root, can... I think you're right. I think Joe Root will be bowling. I think just Milan bowls. I was about to say Milan yeah. is probably one who can trundle in and do little. Yeah, yeah. So, oh look, I've mentioned this a number of times with the T20 cricket matches are going too long, or in this case, time is being lost, never to return. They're getting complacent. I don't like it. I, look, if this was Australia, I'd say same thing. Find them. I don't have a problem with this. Mm. They need to fix this. It's not good for the game. And imagine how good Travis Head's feeling. He drops the C-bomb and only loses 15% of his fee. Yeah. Again, I don't like this one either because no. I, I distinguish between an interview and something that happens on field. I don't think they need the stump, Mike. Like, what is, what is the... Benefit? Well, you can bring it up and down. Like, it helps with nicks. So it, it can come in handy if if a bloke maybe nicks off. But... You're in the middle of the... You battle. don't... I mean, I like, I like the technology and I like the idea of it. But you can use it sparingly. Hmm. And by the way, they've done experiments where people that swear can withhold pain for longer periods than people that don't swear. So they did an experiment where people would plunge their hand into really icy cold water. And those that were allowed to swear could keep their hand underwater for a long time. I think it's a similar thing with sport. Blowing off a bit of steam by swearing or something after missing a shot or whatever it might be. Allows you to keep your hand allows you to cold water. Exactly, long. yeah. Allows you to keep going. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, when drinks comes, you can leave your hand in the drinks for long. <laughs> no, but, but like I... I think it's rough i think it's a bit rough oh i mean i don't honestly believe that there's any reason to have that stump mic i know you're saying the knicks are kind of a cool thing but i mean not the new york knicks but yeah but i don't think it's really that big a deal i think turn it off and there you go there's your problem solved a guy's in the middle of you know they call it a test match yes it's a test out there he's yes. really really struggling to Five get days. through yeah and every ball is important so if he misses one and he happens to drop the c-bomb well Yep. It's on you guys. It's rough. One last thing for me while I get on my rocking chair and say, get off my lawn. Queensland police tweeted, Queensland police are launching an investigation into a group impersonating a test batting order at the Gabba. See, that's been done to death. I, but I solve some fucking crimes. Yeah. Like, I hate this shit. But also get your own material. That tweet's been done a thousand times. But, but no, cops should not be tweeting. Like, I talked about a case earlier on, I think, one of our really early episodes where I think it was in England, a police force tweeted a picture of someone in a public place. It was a celebrity. And it's just, it's misusing the account. That's not what it's there for. David Schwimmer. Was it? Oh, was it not a sports person? Okay, maybe. I can't remember. David Schwimmer. But like, it's this is not what your account is for. You're not fucking comedians. Well, they're clearly not because they don't have material. Yeah, just keep revenue raising with people speeding and shit. Just, no, I don't like it. All right, calm down. I don't like it. So, alas, we are out of time, Nathan. We can't, always, we we always can't really talk about the BBL. No. Just very quickly, a couple of massive highlights this week. Though. Yeah, Mitch Marsh tonight, just before we recorded. So, 100 off 60 for Mitch Marsh, 113 off 74 for Colin Munro in the previous match. Yeah, Scorchers 3-0. He's out for a second ball duck tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But uh, it has to be said, the biggest highlight, Jake Fraser McGurk's one hand oh, on the boundary. Oh, that catch, the catch. How unbelievable the catch Very is that. Very impressive. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things, though. I said it last week and I'll say it again. It is hard to watch a lot of the BBL. The matches are going way too late into the night. They're on every night. There's double headers. That Perth one, like on a Wednesday night, went to nearly 11 o'clock. It's just it's What, hard. you expect kids to go to this? Yeah, it's, no. it is hard. Yeah. But having said that, if you take it as it is, a couple of teams have scored 213. The Scorchers had 195 in the last match and 
182 today. I know, and I must admit, after saying I didn't give a shit, I did watch more of it than I thought I would last week. There's, there's been some huge scores. I mean, Matthew Wade, I think he had the second far, well, the second earliest 50 in terms of the stage in the match. Right. 3.5 overs in. Wow. There was one stage the other night. He was 71 off 32, and Darcy Short sitting at the other end, 6 off 10. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. So there, there has been some pretty cool stuff. Andre Russell coming back is great for the game as well. So there's a lot of really, really cool stuff going on. I think we will hopefully get into it a little bit more yeah, as, maybe. as time goes yeah, by. We'll highlight the great, the great efforts, I yeah. think. But uh, yeah. But I dare say, I think that's our time. I do too. I, I, I'll finish with the fact that the Sydney Thunder absolutely choked on Friday. So I saw the end of that match. Not good. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this Sport Blokes segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter at Sport Blokes. 